everything is your fault if your life's not going the way you want it to get around better people read better books educate yourself work out stand consistent pick something stick with it don't give up it's gonna be ups and downs and battle mentorships leaders read the right books your life will change and be the man you want to be with no excuses hey it's my parents fault that i wasn't raised like this so you can always blame somebody or you can look inside and see hey maybe i might not be doing the things i need to do to take myself to the next level you got to control what you can control and don't worry about what's out of your control just looking inward you got to take a deep look at yourself in the mirror you're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were you live life on your own terms you're self-sufficient you think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum when life knocks you down you get back up because in your gut you know that's what men do you're a badass and a warrior and on the days when you forget we are here to remind you who you really are welcome to solve a man podcast where we aim to make men masculine again i'm your man nikki Ballou, and we are here with People First Corporation man himself, Sydney Tarver. Welcome to the show, Sydney. Hey, appreciate you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity, Nikki. Yeah, God bless you, brother. Sydney, you've got quite a story. You're a man who um, spent uh, a year in the NFL, then got into business, and you're a man who has used his business as an opportunity to be of service to his fellow man. Why don't you tell us your backstory? Let's go from there. Uh, my name's Sydney Tarver, born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Lovely mom and dad, Alvin Tarver. Uh, my dad was a football coach, so I was heavy in athletics growing up. I played all kinds of sports, but football is the one that took me to the next level. Um, so I, I ended up being good, earned a scholarship to college to play football at Tennessee State University. And while I was there, I took up business, supply chain management, um, in four years, I graduated with my degree in four years. And I, after college, though, I went to play the NFL instead of going to corporate America. I spent a year in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then I got cut. So not being a victim, I, I turned on my degree and fell into what I knew and uh, jumped into warehousing, logistics, supply chain management, that field, where I spent about eight years working in corporate America um, for Maersk and Amazon. And then about three years ago, in the middle of the pandemic, I had an opportunity to start People First Logistics Company. And that's what I've been doing for the next last past three years. Um, we got a staff of over 80 drivers. Um, we got about 40 trucks. And that's what we do. We deliver packages all day, every day, seven days a week. God bless you, man. Congratulations on living the American dream and creating a business for yourself. Uh, a successful business in three years, man. Like, wow, 80 drivers, 40 trucks. That's, that's some serious stuff, man. That's, that, that, that's not a a one man show. That's a serious show. So absolutely. We've got a lot of young men today that unfortunately I think are being misled. You know, there's, um, there's folks that are really good at going online and uh, getting attention online. Folks like Andrew Tate and so forth. And, I'm not saying everything he has to say is wrong, but he also says some things that I think are dumb as dumb can be. And I brought you on the show because you're an example of a no nonsense, no victimhood man who's successful, but your ego isn't out of control. So 
tell us what what would you want to tell young men they need to do in order to win in life today in 2023? Um, today, like I said, no victim, extreme accountability and ownership for your life. Um, everything is your fault. If your life's not going the way you want it to, get around better people, read better books, educate yourself, work out. Um, everything is your own fault. So I want them to know if you stay consistent, just keep staying consistent, pick something, stick with it. Don't give up. It's going to be ups and downs and battles, but if you stay consistent and seek the right people, groups, mentorships, leaders, watch the right people, read the right books, your life will change. Um, you just got to stay consistent. Nothing happens overnight. Um, and be the man you want to be with no excuses. Well, let's talk about that. Be the man you want to be. How does a man figure out how to be the man that he wants to be? Tell me your thoughts on that. I mean, if you if you want to be younger, when I was a young football player, I studied the best football players. So I would take skills from maybe Barry Sanders or Reggie White, whatever player was good and I liked their game, I would study their game and take a piece of what they do and add it to my game. So. If you want to be in business, I would study Elon Musk, Bill Gates, all the successful businessmen that you know, and, and take pieces of their knowledge and apply it to your game. So that's kind of what I mean when you you just you gotta you gotta learn and and continue to develop yourself, um, self development, self awareness, all those type of things to um, to take you to the next level. So. I really like what you've said, and I want to break it down, okay? Let's unpack it and give people a little more, right? When you say no victim, tell me what exactly do you mean by that? How can someone apply a no victim mentality? I might call this episode the no victim episode, by the way. I like that a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we we watch news in the media, and they always tell us it's the governors. The, it's always somebody else's fault why things are going wrong in the world. So you could be that person and say, hey, it's my parents' fault that I wasn't raised like this. Or you can always blame somebody or you can look inside and see, hey, maybe I might not be doing the things I need to do to take myself to the next level. It's, it's more than likely my fault. It's nobody else outside. You got to control what you can control and don't worry about what's out of your control. So just looking inward and really figuring out what the root cause of why your life's not going the way it's supposed to be going. You got to take a deep look at yourself in the mirror. Tell me a little story of one of the first times you looked at yourself in the mirror. One of the first times uh, playing football, my dad was a coach, but I didn't play for him at his school and I wasn't starting. And I was always telling him like, I would read the newspaper who was like, uh, like, you know, like seeing who was doing good in the city and telling my dad. And then one day he was just like, what you what you going to do? Stop telling me about these other people who you think good. And he's like, what you going to do to get on the field and get active and get your name in the paper? And uh, that day forward, I stopped worrying about all outside football people, start working out double, triple the time, getting ready. And that next season came, I showed up and, and really took off to another level in my football career. I had to look myself and see what I why wasn't I performing at the high level to get on the field and, and be a part of those things. And I had to do that. That was early. I was probably in the ninth or 10th grade when that happened. That's pretty darn smart, man. You know, that's the importance of having a great father in your life, right? Fathers yeah. make a huge difference. And, you know, let's 
let's delve into that a little bit more because there's you know voices out there in the world that are not really lifting fatherhood up and saying fatherhood's important. So talk to us more about that, why that was important for you to have a man like that give you that hard, tough talk. Yeah, that's what you need. Me, growing up with my father, um, my parents were divorced, but I, my dad was still active in my life. So, like, it wasn't like he picked me up on the weekends or whatever. We going to football games. We wrestling. We doing guy stuff, fishing. We doing all that kind of stuff. And if I was acting up or wrong, I get disciplined. Like, I'm, I know something going to happen if if you treat people disrespectful, if something happened, an opposite reaction is going to happen, whether it's your dad or you're going to get into an altercation with somebody, somebody, so the police or whatever it is. So I'm glad I had my dad to tell me, like, you know, you can't just be out here being a wild man and being disrespectful and, and you got to have some class and just know if you do make mistakes, you better be ready to deal with the, the consequences that come with your mistakes. So. That's what having a dad was. He guided me, leading me, uh, led me in the right direction, mentor. I can call him for anything. So just a good person to have. Uh, I'm thankful, super grateful for my dad and my mom too as well. They both raised me to be the man I am today. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, dad equals mentor. I think that's important for a lot of men to see. A dad, a father is like, a mentor. It's like someone who's going to tell you what you need to hear. And I, I, I really, um, really appreciate you saying that because more people need this message. And you talked about, it's important to take an extreme ownership mentality that everything is your own fault. So let's delve into that a little bit more. What do you mean by that exactly? And how can someone apply to that? Who's listening to this episode? Um, that's just extreme ownership. Okay. If, if I'm fat or obese or whatever the case is, it's my fault. Cause I'm nine times out of 10, I'm eating, I'm eating the things that is making me fat. I'm not going to the gym. So it's, it's my fault. It's actually my fault. I'm the reason if, if I'm not making enough money, I'm not applying myself hard enough or working hard enough or not trying to get a new job or not trying to have a side hustle or I'm, it's my fault that, I can't blame my boss for paying me the salary that I'd agreed to sign up for in the paperwork. Now I want to complain that I'm not getting paid enough when I didn't win the problem when I signed my name on the dotted line. So you got to figure that type of stuff out. Um, the people you have in your life, the the relationships you allow, if you hang around a lot of negative people, it's your fault. If you hang around positive people, it's also your fault. But you you got to be mindful of, of what you're doing and who you're being around in, in situations because it's your fault ultimately. You know, that's very true. Everything I got in my life is my fault. You know, everything, good or bad, I did it. I created it. Nobody else did. Blaming somebody else is not going to make my life any better. All it's going to do is make me a weak-ass man. And the world doesn't need any more weak-ass men today, does it? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely. No. So let's talk about reading the right books. As you can see, this is not a virtual background. This is my actual office. You can see that there's books all over the place. So let's talk about why is it important to read the right books? Super important. I remember when I, you know, kind of had my, I guess, coming of age, really growing up as a man. I probably haven't read a book from when I graduated college to I turned like 27, like probably 27, wow. about, about seven years ago when I was living in Las Vegas, I was just like 
I want more out of life. I need more. I got to do better. Um, so I start reading books. I picked up books. I probably start listening to a book a week or audio book reading, whatever I could get my hands on. And I just saw my life transform in months after I started back reading, like my life was just getting better, transforming. I was learning more. My vocabulary expanded. I was able to hold better conversations. And I, I just grew overall as a person by reading books because I never realized, like, I was just in my job on autopilot. I wasn't really learning. I was just going to work, working out, and doing whatever I do off when I got off work. But actively going to read and engage and seek knowledge and learning, it, it, it impacted my life tremendously. And I've grew exponentially because of just reading. That's a simple habit to grow. You know, Sydney, this is something so many young men need to hear because a lot of them don't read, don't don't want to read books. They want to just be on social media and watch uh, uh, TikTok videos, dumbass videos that really don't make their lives any better, don't make them any smarter. And thankful, thankfully, my, my I have two teenage sons, and right now, thankfully, they're starting to understand because dad's been hammering it into them that they should read more. But so many people don't. I run a men's organization. This podcast is associated with it. It's called Sovereign Man. We have a syllabus and a book a month. So we want a man to read at least a book a month. And Absolutely. we think that's a really good place for him to start. So what are you reading lately? What What's a book that you think is a good book right now that you're reading? Let me check and see what I've got currently. I, I like to listen to them, but uh, I like to listen because you find your style, reading and listening, as long as you get the knowledge, let's see what I'm on. I just now, let me tell you a good one I just finished. Let's see. The Secret Presentation, The Presentation Secrets of Steve Jobs. Um, that's what I just finished up. It was just showing how he knew how to command the crowd and he knew kind of the psychology of how to make the sale and what people were thinking and what was going to set him off. But he was, it talked about how hard he worked in practice on a presentation. He would prepare for three months for one, one hour presentation and he would do it till he perfected it. Like it was, it wasn't no doing it until you perfected it. So just the meticulous preparation and work to then deliver the finished product. It was it was the work is what you put in on it. Like that's what I like from that book. Who Putting wrote that work. book? Um, let's see. The Secret Presentation of Steve Jobs by Carmine Gallo. Carmine Gallo. Okay, cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll put that on my list. Um, sure. So what are what are three books you think every man ought to read? Uh, my first one, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, the second one, I would say The Alchemist. I got to find, I can't remember who the author is, but pa- Paulo The Alchemist Quello. is one. Yeah, that's Paulo one of my Quello. favorite books. That's one of my favorite books, The Alchemist. And also for the men out there, The Way of the Superior Man. I got to find that's out. That's a good book. Up. That's on our reading list. Yeah, I like that David book. Data. He's the man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That book right there, The Way of the Superior Man, definitely changed my perspective and outlook on life. Both my sons play sports. Um, my oldest son plays soccer, or the real football, as I call it, because you actually play it with your feet. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, so um, he's, uh, he's uh, 17. Uh, we're, we're, we want to get him a, an opportunity in Europe, but, uh, you know, 
you you can't uh, get signed until you're 18. The these are the rules, FIFA rules for Europe. So um, we can't go properly get him a look until next year because he won't turn 18 till next year. And his coach, who is from Europe and is in Croatia right now, told us that. And then we're also looking to get him in front of a bunch of uh, you know coaches uh, for Division One schools in the United States because. Um, He's good. He's that good. Right. And he's right. going to, he's going to do it. My other son plays hockey as his main sport, Canadian. Uh, you know, you know, he's a hockey goaltender and he also plays soccer on the school team. So, you know, it's, it's not organized beyond school, but right. be a decent soccer player for a kid who's, you know, spending all his time playing hockey. Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you what I'm glad about, is that when boys play organized sports, they learn teamwork, they learn respect, they learn uh, hard work, they learn that they have to take responsibility and ownership. Uh, a blamer ain't going to last, uh, you know, on a team. They're going to get rid of you pretty quick if you're a blamer. Um, right. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to see that happen. I'm very grateful that they've had the opportunity to play sports, that they are playing sports. And I think that sports can help turn a boy into a man, especially organized sports, well-organized sports. And you're a man who's played, you know, at a high-level high school football, high-level college football. Also, you spent a year in the NFL, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on sports and boys. Yeah, absolutely. Sports was very critical, you know, in, in my background and kept me out of trouble. That's basically keeping people active and <laughs> occupied. So. Instead of just going straight home when you get out of school and doing Lord knows who what, um, you go to an organized event. You got to be there on time. You got to lift weights. You got to you gotta show up, perform. It's different things to even get into the game. So you have to do multiple things besides be a good football player or a good soccer player. You have to have discipline. You have to be on time. You have to work out, lift weights. You have to show up. You, nothing's just hand, it teaches you at an early age that nothing's just really handed to you. You got to work for everything you want. And that's the biggest thing. One of the biggest things I learned out of sports as well is how to be social with others and, and work as a team to achieve one goal. It's bigger than you um, in sports. It's always bigger than you. It takes 11 people or whatever that number of people that's out on the field working together in harmony to, to win. And um, also, like you said, like, having a bad attitude, being blamed, you you don't want your team to turn on you because eventually they either beat you up or you're going to get kicked off the team. If you if you do enough to, to enough people, they're going to turn – you're going to turn the whole team against you. And that never ends well from my thing. So teamwork, um, that's my things in sport. That's what I, I really love about sports for sure. I think all men should join some kind of sports team if you get the opportunity or some kind of club or something. I agree. I agree. I mean, we run the Sovereign Man um, movement. We have a program called Sovereign Circle. We invite men to come check out what we do. Uh, and it's really all about uplifting men, manhood, masculinity, but also pushing them, teaching them to show up to meetings, be on time, you know, do what we ask them to do. Uh, so a, a little bit of no bullshit um, is what uh, we're all about. And that's very much like a sports team for uh, grown ass, old ass men. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Yeah, no. Love to invite you to come check out what we do at one of our Zoom meetings. Uh, it would be it would be great to have you there if you'd like to come. Um, Not for sure. 
But uh, the world right now today needs to hear this sort of message. I think <laughs> it's a message that people are not um, hearing all the time. And that's one of the right. reasons we do the podcast is we want this message out to more and more men and more and more boys. So you spoke about the importance of studying uh, and modeling other people in your field. In sports, you studied you studied football players that you wanted to be like. And in business, you said people should study people like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs. Um, talk about that a little bit more. How, how is it that you can find mentors, whether it's a mentor you actually get to speak to or a mentor that you study from afar and learn from? Uh, finding mentors, I would say... I would say most times mentors find me like I can remember from a young age in high school, uh, one of my dad, my best friend's dad was the CFO of a big company. He was just at an early age teaching us how to be a man. Um, second time, my dad was always my mentor just growing up. But then my like corporate business mentor was a guy by the name of Terry Philpott. He really took a chance and brought me up to Virginia and he really showed me how to be a business professional, learned how to travel, learn how to manage, learn how to lead people, deal with different attitudes. Um, so yeah, the mentor, they find you if you if you're open your eyes and, and willing to learn and be guided, they come to you. But also you can do things like masterminds. You can reach out to people on LinkedIn. If you had networking events, you get in contact. If you if you linking with some high level people and and you just make a good impression on them. But ultimately to get a mentor, I would say you would have to, you need to provide some type of value. Don't just go up to people asking, can you mentor them the first time you meet them? You need to provide them some sort of value to even make them want to take interest in you, whether it's, you know, taking them out to lunch, shooting them some content, making them a social media post, doing something to get their attention, to make them open their eyes to you and see, hey, maybe this kid got some potential I might want to pour into him. Um, things like that. And ultimately, if you don't have none of those options, read books, let the books guide you. Pick up a lot of books, dive into them, and learn the lessons on page. It doesn't always have to be a person, in-person person meeting, mentoring you. Um, but yeah, learning learning different people's way of doing things and, and taking what you need to do. You can't copy nobody's recipe from A to Z. It's, it's not going to work for you nine times out of 10. Um, but you can take pieces that work for you and implement them into your game and your business. And you'll you'll be successful if you keep just practicing and, and drilling down on it. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think that people need to um, understand that if you're going to ask someone to mentor you, you've got to give them something in return. But not every mentor needs to be an in-person mentor. You can learn from somebody. I mean, you spoke about being mentored, remotely mentored by football players who's um, – careers you studied you watch the games you watch the moves that they made uh, and i think that's important so my sons play sports they can watch soccer players and they can learn from them my oldest boy he's a center back so he can watch you know uh people like sergio ramos uh and uh, you know franz beckenbauer's plays and say okay how did these guys do it what can i learn from them he can watch people like, uh, uh, you know, Serge Busquets and guys like that. And my son's a goalie. You know, he can watch uh, uh, great goalies like Dominic Kashuk in, in hockey and learn moves from them. They can mentor you. You can watch interviews in which they give advice because they do that. 
Uh, and that that's an important thing. And same, you know, in business, you, you you don't have to meet Elon Musk. He doesn't have to be your buddy. But Elon Musk has said a lot about success and you can go online. I mean, you can go on YouTube or Rumble or BitChute or whatever, and you can probably find a gazillion things by the smartest people in your field that you can learn from. And that can be your unofficial mentorship, especially if you're young and maybe you don't have you know money to hire a coach or join a mastermind. This could be a real great way for you to get started. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's very powerful. So, so Sydney, you know, you're running a business right now. You got uh, 80 drivers, 40 trucks in the business. And if someone's listening to this and they're interested in creating success for themselves inside a business, how do you go from scratch to being a multi-million dollar business? Give us your thoughts about that. You just gotta, you gotta take take it a day at a time. First of all, because nothing's built overnight. I would say that, but once you get once you get one thing or one thing going that you know can make profit. Once we get one thing going, a lot of times we mess up by trying to go to the next shiny thing. You should just double down, triple down, ten x down on the one thing that you know you can do well and make money every time. Just work on scaling that one thing instead of trying to do 10 different things where maybe two out of 10 things bring you money. Keep focus on them one or two things that you're doing well and just keep building up, scaling up and growing that piece by piece at a time before you try to take on too many um, things. So stick to one, two things, keep as simple as possible um, in the early stages before you try to spread your wings and fly too thin. You might spread yourself too thin. Um, so. You know, just double down on what's working, eliminate what's not working. That's probably my advice for to scale it. It's one thing where you're not going to scale by trying to do 25 things well at one time. It's just the odds are against you. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of what's not. Yeah, I've been taking lots of notes, and I really appreciate what you've been saying. Um, I appreciate you for having me. It's a great platform. You are a smart man. You've got a lot of smart things to say. And you won your your intellect the the old-fashioned way through life experience, not through just Absolutely. reading books. Although you've read a lot of books, I can I can see that. But I, I think that one needs to be book smart and life smart. You can't just be one or the other, in my opinion. Uh in Absolutely. this in this day and age, you gotta be a combination of both. And Sydney, what you do is uh, valuable and important. I think you ought to go out and speak more. I think you should speak to uh, other men's podcasts. I think you should speak at men's events. I think you should speak at high schools, boys and girls clubs, things like that. Um, you ought to do more professional speaking for not just for your for your business and your brand, although uh, that is absolutely something that I think you ought to do. And I, I, we're having you on the business show and we'll chat about that some more and chat, chat about that offline. But you got a powerful voice, man. You got an energy to you. You know, you, you, you're not rah, rah, but when you speak, I mean, sparks fly, I can feel them and that's valuable. And the world needs more of that. So, uh, I trust and pray that, uh, what I'm telling you is, uh, is something that's, uh, resonating with you because, world needs more voices like yours, man, and less voices like, you know, some of these uh, dumbasses that get out there and tell boys to 
you know, beat on their chest, make more money, sleep with more girls and stuff like that. We, we don't need that. We need to teach boys how to be men, not how to be adolescents. Um, That's and absolutely right. N- nothing drives me crazier than seeing these 35, 36-year-old men. And no disrespect to them, okay? But I'm 56. And I don't know as much as a man who's 76. There's got to be respect for elders. There's got to be respect for the life experience they've gone through. Just because a man went and started like an OnlyFans-like platform and made a bunch of money by making girls get naked does not mean that that man should all of a sudden beat his chest and think he's the greatest businessman the world has ever seen. No, I'm sorry. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The internet is a wild place for sure. I thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Um, I am actually am working on, on trying to do more speaking and engagement and I just kind of got on this social media podcast journey probably about four to six months ago. So I'm pretty new in on the social media side and the internet side of things, but I'm figuring it out and I'm trying to take it, but I think, thank you for having me on your platform so I could get more exposure to the message. And yeah, absolutely. I do want to do more of this. I absolutely want to do more speaking and podcast and interaction. I, I, I'll connect you with some more people, but I'd, I, I would like to have a separate conversation with you offline because um, this is what I do is I help business owners create a thought leadership uh, position for themselves in the world. And um, we've worked with quite a few CEOs. Mostly we work with coaches and consultants, but we worked with quite a few CEOs this year specifically like you been. Yeah, I think I need to get into this. So we've been sitting down and helping them figure it out and, and move it forward. So I'd love to have that conversation with you if that's something that you're open to. But bring your message to more people, especially young men, young boys need to hear it. And um, thank you for taking the time to share your wisdom with me, man. God bless you, brother. All right. Well, thank you. Ouch. Appreciate you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.